Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 402 hour with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 402. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and technologies being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. Let's do a quick recap of our weekly live TV show this week in hospitality marketing, which airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time on the Hospitality Channel TV station. (laughs) So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tool for review today, one tool for to do is actually I'm very excited about it because I, especially on uh, all my vacation trips, but also for work and everything else, I use this tool incessantly for my videography that I do. And that is Insta360.com. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Insta360.com, it has been the 360 camera hardware that I have been using for these many years. Um, my original one, when the 360 cameras first started coming out, was Insta3, uh, Fly 360, and their company dysfunctioned. Uh, it was like a little globe. It was about the size, of, a little bit larger than a golf ball, and it had a single lens on the top, which made it that anything below that lens was just a black spot underneath, so it was like you're standing on a black circle all the time and looking around was all that you have for 360. It was called Singular Plane 360. Um, Insta360 came out with a camera. Uh, first of all, I mean, GoPro and all the rest of them have them now as well. Where there was a lens on each side of a slender camera. Uh, I had the original X1. Uh, I've had the Evo before the X1. Uh, I've had several cameras with them. I used the InstaGo 2, which is a small little pea-sized uh, POV camera for them as well. But the one that I use right now, the X3, uh, there's a very good quality lens, 8K uh, video to be shared between the two lenses on each side. And the software creates what's called a stitch. It takes from the camera that's on the left and the camera on the right and makes them look like they're connected in that horizontal plane that the the camera sits in so that it's just a little bit of a distortion that you can actually work to remove uh, with the software that uh, we're talking about, the Insta360 software, but the software comes free with the camera. And if you also have other 360 cameras, it actually use 360 because it takes both lenses and uh, the video from both lenses and puts it together. And you can choose, if you make it into a flat video, where you choose the perspective. The really cool part about this stuff is that uh, you don't have to worry about what's called framing. Framing is having that photographer's eye like, okay, here's my camera pointed in this direction. What's in frame? And that's a, a professional technique really is to what do I have in focus? What's the depth? what's uh, the color saturation, the white balancing, uh, what's in frame. And it's one of those things where picture um, if you're on a whale watching boat and you're pointed in one direction waiting for the whale to breach and behind you it breached and you're like by the time you spin around the, bre- the, the whale is gone and then where you were pointing before all of a sudden the whale breaches over and you're spinning around and you missed it again. That's because you couldn't frame the picture you wanted. With, in- with 360 cameras you look around all the time for everything. So it's very simple to get good footage and the 360 camera and go back and look for what you want to frame later in your post editing. So the software is insta360.com. This software comes with, and you can download it, uh, with all the ability to what's called uh, to film edit, video edit, put keystones in it, 
change distortions, perspective, zoom in, zoom out, uh, change saturations, colors, vibrancy, all the things that everyone's very intimately familiar now with social postings and so forth. Why this tool is so critically important and why we're bringing in a discussion today, and we're actually going to do a live show a couple weeks from now uh, about the usage of the camera, okay, uh, is because of the ease in which you can get footage that's good quality and quality good enough that you can use for a variety of things. So our tool discussion today is the Insta360.com software for 360 videos. And that brings us to our very cool discussion this week, our technique discussion this week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique discussion is creating rich media to inform, not to entertain. Um, there's, there's, there's a critical difference to this. Uh, entertaining videos are the cats playing pianos or the bloopers of people sliding down icy roads or whatever it is. That's an entertainment function. And we are obsessed with it as a culture, obviously, with social media platforms for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, all of it. Uh, but that's entertainment video. And oftentimes, uh, businesses, hospitality in particular, gets lost in how can I be entertaining with my content? How can I engage the virility of people being interested in seeing what I am producing with my content? And that's not the correct messaging for this. Uh, also, too, when you're looking, and we've had this discussion many times and on both our podcasts and our live shows, um, of creating rich media content for advertising, the, the need now, the ease in which you can create videography for your ads. We talked at great lengths about creating the ad content that you need. That's symbiotically similar to what we're discussing today, but I'm talking more particularly about creating rich media that helps inform people. There's so many tool functionalities that exist now with rich media that we just didn't have access to uh, at, a, at a consumer or prosumer level, even just a couple of years ago. Uh, for instance, our tool discussion today was Insta360, uh, using the 360 camera. I am using this for everything that I'm doing in addition to my little POV cameras and stuff like this. And I'm coming back and I'm storing it and I'm gonna go back to relive my vacations and my, my travels and my trips and choose what video I wanna create from the literally omnipotent 360 video around it. Now I have alternative plans to also create a V VR 360, which means that for anybody that has VR headsets, they can put it on and they can play my videos and actually walk along to whatever I had the camera point with me and look around when I walk down the streets of Amsterdam, walk down the streets of Mustard or someplace like that. They can see it and hear it again. That's a side aspect of this. That's a little bit too much on the front edge of videography for a lot of our consumer engagements, although novel as it is, it's entertaining for those that are in that space. But really the real value proposition of informational content is helping people see things in a way that's helpful for them to understand what they need to understand. For instance, uh, and we did this many years back where one of our hotels in Vancouver was just a couple of blocks away from a really good Korean restaurant. And we wanted people to understand that when they get to stay with us at the at the hotel, that this was a must do if you have time to go to this restaurant. It had phenomenal food. It was incredibly well rated locally. It was talked about whenever people went there. They had great reviews as well on TripAdvisor and everything else, just not locally. And so what we did was we literally took a video of walking out of the front of the hotel and then walking to the hotel, uh, to, the, to the restaurant. Now, nobody wants to watch a five minute video of you walking down the street. I mean, some people do so that they can kind of see what the street looks like. But what we did was we sped it up. Now we've seen that in videos many times, uh, <clears throat> but we sped it up. Unfortunately, 
when you speed it up, it turns into almost cartoonish ways. People are walking really fast with their legs and things are waving around like flags and so forth and clouds are moving a little bit faster because you can tell that you're accelerating it. It still was helpful because it gave people a visualization how conveniently close the restaurant was and we took a five minute walk and reduced it down to five seconds really to show that it really wasn't that far. That was the purpose of the video we created. But now there's enhanced technologies that there's a better way of doing it and it's actually something you could do with your phone with these cameras with this platform called Insta360 which is called Hyperlapse. And so I can turn the camera on and say I'm going to do a Hyperlapse 360 and go and do the same walk to the restaurant from the hotel. And then the Hyperlapse literally speeds it up in such a way that it's, 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 like, uh, it's like Star Wars uh, or Star Trek warp drive where the lines streak beside you and then poof, you're at the location. It shows enough of what you're passing by without it being distracting, which makes it fascinating. Uh, the creativity you can do with just even that type of tool is phenomenal. Uh, but if you're doing 360 videos, you have other things like uh, time lapse, which is a little bit of what we just talked about, where you can literally watch, put the camera out in front of something and watch a beautiful sunset produced right in front of you. It's great for that because, again, taking the Vancouver Hotel as an example, it was right by Sunset Beach. And so it allowed it to see this beautiful sunset over the bay. Um, the, you get to see the taxi boats go back and forth. So you saw basically how they operate and so forth. Uh, it gave a lot of chances for us to visually show and inform from that visualization a lot of content that just is too dull, dull to, to read. I could write paragraphs about how the water taxis show up every five minutes to the dock and it takes approximately 10 minutes to get across the way. So there's always two taxis halfway across from each other going back and forth. And I could explain it in great long terms. If you're truly fascinated on that granularity of understanding that, that's great. Like if you're there and you want to understand exactly how you're going to use the taxi, you're going to pay a lot closer attention than if you're just interested that there's a taxi service. So a lot of the content that you create had different layers of engagement. You have general information as an awareness. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the, the discovery versus discovering, the, variant, the difference between those. Actually, I'm sorry, it was last week, duh. Uh, last week, we talked about that, where there's a difference between discovery and discovering. Discovery is you are surprised by revelations that of seeing something you didn't know was there. Discovering is looking for something and then finding it. Um, and for that reason, when you're in the process of uh, discovery. You're, you're really just looking for awareness. What's there? Uh, what, uh, how do I get around? Where's those places to stay? Where should I eat? What's there worth doing when I'm there? That's the discovery process. Discovering is like, okay, I'm going to be there. Where should I eat on this night? What restaurants are around me? What is the best rated restaurant? What is the best cuisine? That's discovering because you're focused on what you're searching for. Rich media can help that tremendously by creating content that is at that level of just discovery and helping the discovering process. Then you have the next level, which is the education process. Here's how this works. Like for instance, uh, being over here in the Netherlands, uh, there are places that don't use currency and that the card that you have to have to use is what's called a PIN card, where you actually have to put in your code for the credit card to be authorized. Uh, knowing which cards that come from the states over that you can use or that you can actually use your credit card by going to your credit card company and, and asking to make your credit card a pin card for international travel excuse me um is a process that 
is uh, informational. You can do that in a video. You can show what it's like to be at a store, purchase something, and what the terminal looks like. For instance, if you go to a grocery store here, uh, there's only one lane out of four or five lanes that actually will take cash. If you don't know it by the terminals or so forth, you can explain that in a video. Not a long five minute, okay, we're going to the grocery store, here's this, here's that, this is what you do. But rather just a fast little helpful, sped up, but visual, content then have little bullet uh, text that come over the video which you can do with the insta 360 tool and other video editing tools as well um, that will get, give you explanations like here's how you use a pin card at a grocery store this is how you use your apple pay and does apple pay work how do you get on a metro how do you get on a, a tram how do you get on a bus so to speak how do you get into trains how do you what should you look for that if it can be done visually is incredibly helpful than just having paragraph after paragraph of this is this. Not that paragraph content isn't helpful, and certainly from an SEO perspective, incredibly helpful. But from a granular educational process, sometimes visualization is much more helpful than the written word is. Of course, in combination, they're even more powerful, having videography and the, uh, the, the text as well, or even audio for that matter, which is also rich media for it. So creating that kind of informational content, not cats on pianos or you know bloopers or things like this but helpful content and this is where the 360 cameras can be helpful because it doesn't require somebody that knows how to point their their uh, iphone or their android phone uh, at a video because it hands are shaky it bounces from people walking people aren't used to the concept of what it takes to create good videos uh, especially if they're doing it for social entertaining purposes the bouncing of holding it in the hand or the gibberish movement of the camera because of the girl the, the person the guy's surprised to, to whatever that 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 adds to the the entertainment value but doesn't add to the content value of it so having it where you can show your entrance into the res the restaurant and know like uh, for instance in new york there's a really great ramen noodle uh, place and first time i was there i didn't realize that when you went in you're actually seated in a small booth just you you're facing a little wall and you have the menus on either side and a little door opens in front of you and puts the food in front of you so the food is being served to everybody while they're sitting in little booths facing towards the wall this food never knew that happened until i went to a place like that uh it was a fun discovery and i like sharing that with people because i was able to share the videos and the pictures i took while i was there and said isn't this crazy you're sitting here you're sitting next to your friends either one you know on either side of you. you can talk to each other by leaning back but your food is presented to you in your own little booth which is pretty cool anyways the idea is that content to inform is a critical component of your engagement strategy, of your informational strategy, your authenticity, your SEO optimization, because you can index the videos and tag them correctly and hashtag them correctly and, and title them correctly so that they get discovered for the purpose of the content was created for. It makes for incredibly value, valuable content portion. So with that, that is our technique of the week, creating rich media to inform, not to entertain. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our news and show review, um, we got into this kind of comfortable discussion about the handoff from marketing to operations and its return. We talked a lot about the, we're so much as marketers related to getting people to convert and purchase and stay with us. And then we just kind of wait for them to pop out the other end uh, in their post day to re-engage them for the lifetime value that they can potentially represent. A lot of the success of that latter part of re-engagement with them and creating a lasting relationship with them goes through the process of their actual experience with us. As marketers, our key component to that is 
being truthful for the content that we shared that solicited them to engage with us, not saying something we're not, not telling them things that we that we don't have, but being very accurate with it, but also not overhyping it to having unrealistic expectations. The people that carry the torch for when the people do make it to our properties are operations. They're the facilitators. They're, they're, they're the fulfillment people. They're the ones that have to know what you were talking about, know what promotion that they took advantage of or what special they had or what was unique or any communication that the guests previously shared on pre-arrivals with them so that they can basically pick the torch up and continue on with that engagement personalization. Nothing kills a promotion program faster than a person that came in and said, I'm on the, the special offer that's supposed to include XYZ and the front desk or whoever their, their front of the house engagement is saying, I don't know what you're talking about, kills it. Also, too, um, the front desk not realizing that there's some additional information about the guest that is beneficial and, and connected to what they need as an experience with the hotel, whether uh, they're a special needs traveler where they need a refrigerator for certain things and we don't often have refrigerators or they need to be in a room that doesn't go into renovation, that there is no refrigerator in there currently or whatever it is, that continuity of content and communication is critical to the operations people. So as we as marketers hand off the expectations of what we gave to the guests, the information that we shared with the guests, the accuracy of the information, the operations people have to pick up that torch and keep the continuity going. It's terrible that we have old signage, like we were in one hotel just recently, and the signage was outdated. The information on their TV was outdated. Um, the things that they said they had, they didn't have. Uh, and it was just uh, accentuated the disappointments associated with being there. Um, that had we been informed, at least we would have been not expecting those things, uh, especially for amenities and so forth, but we weren't. And the operations people got the brunt of that because they're like, well, we're sorry it's been this way. I mean, you know, we said, well, your website doesn't have it. It's like, well, we'll talk to somebody. Well, that doesn't help the situation. And now the disappointment started. So making sure that that handoff between marketing being accurate, operations maintaining that accuracy, and then that way when we as marketers try to re-engage, saying, hey, we hope you had a great stay, this and this, everything's wonderful, please tell us something, that we don't get this terrible response because what we told them to expect isn't what they got and nobody took care of it and now we're asking them to tell us how cool it was when in fact it wasn't that cool. So there you have it. The handoff from marketing to operations and its return. That was in our live show discussion today. We had a much more ex uh, extensive conversation about it and welcome if you're interested in the dialogue to please go back and listen to live show number 402 about that. So that brings us to our news conversation and kind of hand in hand with our tools and technique discussion virtual tours of Japan. Now the link is a very long link so I can't really read it off to you here but it's from NHK World um, uh, of actually nhk.org.jp um, it's Virtual Tours of Japan, which is fascinating because it, it goes hand in hand what I was talking about with this visual experience of information. It's literally showing you the things that you would be interested in doing from a visual perspective, not to entertain you, you know, like a TV show or, or social media platforms, but to inform you of the things you should include in your consideration should you make it there, the places you should go, the things you should do there, and this is what it looks like if you were to do this. That engagement of content is a critical component. So take a look at our link in the podcast, Virtual Tours of Japan. Uh, it's fascinating. They're continuing to growing it. They have a first based on a nice 
nice little visualization of a map and the map brings you to the different islands. The islands have different highlighted places to go to and they continue to expand more and more content in there of like not only places to go, but then places in there within there to go and make sure you don't miss if you go to those cities, so forth and so on. It's a very nice funnel way of getting you interested in the country, interested into the one of the islands of the country, interested in one of the cities of the islands, interested in one of the prefectures of, those, of, the, of the city, and then and to interest in certain things about that prefecture from places to eat, places to stay, places to go to. Very cool program. So there you go. Virtual Tours of Japan is our news idol for that. So, of course, remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, list goes on, 39 platforms and counting. We run on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just simply ask them all to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. But of course, no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment that helps others discover our content and gives us the wonderful critical feedback that we like and ideas and suggestions you may want to share. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to answer our weekly questions about our show, we always post up weekly questions of, hey, what do you feel about this or any insights on this, go to hdm.news forward slash talk back. There, there is a audio component that you just simply record your answers. You tell us the permissions of whether we can quote you, not quote you, use your audio, you tell us what we can use it for, and it allows you to join our show, even if you can't join us live. So, um, by all means, please do that. Also, uh, if this is your first time hearing us, by all means, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you discovered us on, of any of the 39 that we're on currently, or more. Um, that keeps you informed that we do this every week. Uh, we've been doing the podcast for 17 years weekly for the past nine, and of course, our live TV show, it's actually a TV show on a TV channel, the Hospitality Channel. Uh, we do every week at uh, 11.30 a.m. Friday morning, U.S. Eastern Time. Uh, we've been doing that well into our ninth. We're coming up to our 10th year, actually, of doing that every week, no matter where we are in the world. And we have broadcasted literally from United States, Canada, Australia, China, oof, Netherlands, Belgium, uh, I'm trying to think of other places. But anyways, lots of places. So um, by all means, please go over and subscribe to us on that or watch us on your TV channel, Roku TV, Samsung TV, Apple TV, Google TV, Amazon TV. Just look for the Hospitality Channel. And the live TV show is always on the free side of that. We have a pay gateway if there's more content you would like to know about the hospitality industry. There's that. And also, if you're a hospitality marketing professional, you could join it in a wonderful peer group uh, at hospitalitymarketing.club. Uh, it's not to teach basic stuff like you know you want to learn basic it's like you are a professional already doing hospitality marketing just uh, if you go to the website hospitalitymarketing.club put in your email address i send you a quiz if you can pass it at 90 percent, then we will send you an invite to the peer group so with that my name is lauren gray oh i'm sorry reruns sorry reruns hospitalitychannel.tv all of our podcasts and live tv shows are in forever i love lucy rerun shows at hospitalitychannel.tv don't forget that as well so once again my name is lauren gray thank you for the privilege of your time and I look forward to talking to you next week you have been listening to this week in hospitality marketing the podcast show 402 brought to you by hospitality digital marketing gand in support of the hsmai hospitality sales and marketing association international all right reserved copyright 2023